Hey, welcome to Flipping the Field, the college football podcast about all of college football. I'm Patrick Mayhorn. My co-host is Ryan Donnelly. Ryan, how's it going? Uh, good, man. I don't have anything witty to say today. Uh, yeah. Just just hanging out. You don't ever have anything witty to say. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Uh, it's, uh, it's AAC preview day here. We are definitely not recording this the day before we put it out. Mm-hmm. We're not doing anything of that sort. Nope. Um, it's, uh, it's Wednesday. <laughs> we're, we're just it's hanging Wednesday. out. Wednesday. We are out on bail. That's right. We are uh, ready to record <laughs> yeah. the old podcast. Yeah. First, this is our first day out track. We're, yep. uh, <laughs> it's an AAC preview. Um, we're no, going. I'm going to do the whole thing in T grizzly voice yeah the whole day. yeah exactly yeah <laughs> we're doing like the meek mill cadence mm-hmm. for every preview um i won't try to mimic that because it would be embarrassing for all of us <laughs> um we are uh we're gonna finish up our g5 preview series here and then we're gonna move on not next week but the week after to p5 correct okay next week we'll be talking about uh everyone's old favorite the least corrupt part of sports bowl games <laughs> that's right. talking about bowl games that's right folks we love we love them all. We yep. love every single one of the bowls. College football's lobbying industry. That's we love that. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Um, we don't need to waste too much time here. Is there any news we need to talk about? Do we talk about the NIL stuff? I mean, come on. Who cares? Yeah, I, I think don't... anyone get worked up about it, it's pretty silly. Yeah, who uh, cares? It's. I think it's good. Yeah, it's good. Like the players <laughs> gonna get paid, but if you think it's gonna like drastically change any one team's recruiting efforts yeah. or any conference recruiting efforts, you're being a dumb dumb. Yeah. Oh it no. Doesn't work that way. Oh no. Players will get paid legally now. Yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> Watch out. This is gonna. This is gonna change the dynamic of the sport now yeah. that the big guys are uh, paying players. I, I, I've had people argue with me that like you know. Uh, because Michigan has so many billionaire donors, they're all of a sudden becoming like a recruiting powerhouse. <laughs> so uh, good. They're so NIL. good as bag men. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, come on, like, get a grip. It's gonna, not literally the only thing that's going to change is like the top ten players on most teams will start getting deals. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I also, I'll say quickly, this is not going to make the rich richer in college football or yeah. anything of the sort. They're already there. They're you there. can't. Yeah, what yeah, are you going to do? Like, yeah, oh, no, Alabama's going to win every conference game. Uh-oh. Yeah. Do you think, like, Jimmy Five Star is going to, like, not go to Alabama because, you know, uh, Ole Miss offered yeah. to pay him a little extra cash? Like, you know, if you don't have a track record of developing players and winning championships, like... They're going to keep going to the yeah, schools that it, do that. It's, it's, it will remain the same. Everything will be business as usual. They just can get paid now, which seems fine to me. Um, all right, let's talk AAC here. We Do you want to start with the unaffiliated teams? Uh, yeah, unaffiliatedly cool. Yep, big UConn guy. <laughs> big UConn guy over there. Um, because of that, we're going to start with UConn. You know, I was just eating some Randy Etzel's pretzels this week. God, <laughs> you are in rare form today, my friend. Um, UConn... Man, I have very little to say about this team. I don't believe they played a 2020 season. Sure didn't, Pat. Um, which is probably for the best. I would recommend they just keep doing that. That would be my, my suggestion. Um, as it turns out, <laughs> as it turns out, Randy Edsel not getting the job done. Um, who could have yeah, yeah. Who could have ever seen this coming, that Randy Edsel wouldn't be the guy to turn it around? Um Yukon. He is the uh, he is the Wario to Greg Schiano's Mario. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I describe. I don't know if this wow. is. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, I don't know if this is accurate or not, but I, I'm gonna. I'll put this up to you, the resident pit guy. Um, I described. Okay. I described Todd Graham as Waluigi earlier this week. Is that hmm. fair? Um. How do you mean that? Can you Just spir- that? culturally, <laughs> sort of emotionally. Um. His vibes. I think Todd Graham is basically like incompetent John Calipari. Okay, yeah. He has <laughs> the thing to me that I that I pick from him is that he has strong sort of trickster energy. He feels yes. like someone that wants to pull a prank. Yeah, he feels like a, like an immortal spirit that's always been around for like many thousands yeah. of thousands of years. <laughs> he like used to live as a wood nymph, and you know, <laughs> he decided the place he could cause the most uh, chaos and tomfoolery would be uh, calling his offensive pit high octane. <laughs> <laughs> he 
mask. He's the mask ghost and spirited away. <laughs> yeah, he's and, actually he's a he's a leading character in Pan's Labyrinth. That's People right. That. That's yeah. right. Um, anyway, UConn doesn't have any good players. Um, it returns. <laughs> it returns like no one. That team went. The last team that they played went two and ten. And their coaches suck too. Yeah, their coaches <laughs> suck too. Um, uh, man, I just. Besides that, though. How was the play? Yeah, the leading passer from 2019, leading rusher and receiver are all back. Um, they're not good, though, is the mm. thing. Like, if you return those players, it seems like that's, you know, not terrible. At least they have veteran linebackers. Um, it's just, I don't know if having veteran players that are bad is more valuable than not having veteran players that are bad. Um, yeah, I really, I don't have much to say about UConn. They don't do anything interesting. Um, they have like one likely win on their entire schedule. I would say maybe, mm. um, I just, I'm not, I'm never going to be the guy who says that they should drop down to the FCS. Cause I don't care. Right. Like right. I, I, I'm going to tell you, I don't care if UConn is making money or not. That's sure. not, that's, that's not, not my, yeah. that's not my interest. That sounds like a YP. That's not an MP. Um, <laughs> And I like. Yeah, having... we all know those folks in Connecticut are hurting for money. Though. <laughs> yeah, <That> famously poor <laughs> state, Connecticut. <laughs> that's they're all right. really pained up that's, there. That's that's right. That's why that that Chris Murphy guy is is uh, introducing all these bills to get athletes paid. Is he wants to pay the UConn athletes? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, I I just I I I don't I'm not going to suggest that they move down to FCS, but they're not going to win any games. Yeah. at the FBS level, and uh, it doesn't seem like they're having much fun doing it. Let's just roll through the schedule. Shout out to Kemba Walker. That's all we have to say about that's UConn. Right. We've got enough about him. That's right. <laughs> we love big Jim Calhoun heads over here. <laughs> um, okay, they lead off the season at Fresno State. That's a big L. Yeah. Um, however, Patrick, week two, they play Bill Simmons University. It's a truly sad week in football. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> Holy Cross at home on schedule. I think that's a win. I think that's their win of the yeah. season. Yeah. Um, then they catch Purdue at home. That's a loss. Mm. <laughs> <Shut up>. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Rump is not that bad. Yeah. Uh, then we go at Army, another quick L. Yeah. Uh, uh, home against Wyoming. That's a loss. At Vanderbilt. That's a loss. At UMass. That's a loss. Ooh. Home yeah. against Yale. I th- is at UMass a loss? I mean, yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. I, it's just a difference of coaching. There's yeah. competent coaches. Yeah. Walt, Walt Bell at least. Mildly competent. Yeah. Walt yeah. Bell at least cares. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he would like to win. His players played a few games last year. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's true. Do we think they can beat Yale? No. I don't think so. No. Yale's Yale, a good quarterback, yeah, Yale, right? Yale is well coached and, and yeah. has sort of a lot of... Uh, we'd have to talk about this on, on a show because I but don't... Didn't, didn't they also not play last year? No, none of the Ivies played. Um, hmm. But there is something interesting that has happened at the Ivy League schools. I don't know why this is. I would honestly like to talk to someone there to know why this is. Uh, a lot of them are running Clemson's offense like the very vertical spread. It's weird that they're all doing that, but they, they all have these quarterbacks who can throw way the hell down the field and like a bunch of six, four receivers. I don't know why they, why they're doing that. There's like, there's a couple that aren't like Princeton isn't um, Princeton is running something closer to like what Oklahoma state is doing. My, my completely unfounded theory is they're just recruiting a bunch of like cast off Northeastern baseball kids. who couldn't I, quite make it. I uh, think that is absolutely a possibility. Those and like, like <laughs> lacrosse defenders, right? I, I yep. think, I think that is a decent possibility because they're all like they all look like that they all have the lacrosse look to them they all have like the, the flow and everything what do you mean by that expand on that they're white um, <laughs> uh, so so yale's a loss right yale's yeah, a loss, yale's a loss. <laughs> okay. i i will have to look into that further though because i don't know where they picked that up it doesn't seem like they have any ties to clemson they're just running that offense for some reason yeah yeah 
So we have them as one and seven going to their game against Middle Tennessee. Is that on good? Night. Uh, that's not great. Middle Tennessee, I will say, might have died at this point. Yeah, in the season, but they're still gonna beat. Yeah, they'll gonna beat UConn. They'll beat UConn, but boy, that's gonna be a, a real catch that on six o'clock on a Friday night on CPS Sports Network. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. literally the schedule for yeah. the game. Yeah, this one is streaming on Rumble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If you thought this season was already pretty goofy, uh, as we have them at 1-8, uh, it's about to get a whole lot better, Pat. Yep. We've talked a lot about the Halloween bye week. Yeah. Have you ever seen a team take Halloween and the week after for double bye weeks back-to-back? UConn's <laughs> getting fucking crazy. UConn has a double bye week this season. UConn is expecting some attrition. <laughs> Um, so they're going to take two weeks off before they go get slaughtered (laughs) at Clemson. UConn's going on vacation. (laughs) Randy Etzel's just going to be rolling in this Clemson buy-game money before they go get get their ass beat. Um, Can I get an advance? (laughs) (laughs) So one and nine, or they go to UCF to go one and ten. Yeah. Um, and then they get Houston at home to go one and eleven. Oh God! Uh, what a speaking, great season! Speaking of bad games, Ugh. I love that they already have. What is this? Let's see: three, four, five, six, seven, eight of their games are already scheduled for TV and CBS Sports Network because they just know like what are the worst times this season to show any football? Yeah. Let's put UConn. On I them. think they might have a deal with the network specifically, right? I think they do. I yeah. think they do, which, which is, is really insane. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why they. <laughs> That's the sweetheart deal. It's them and the Mac are just uh, yeah. airing their, their bad games on CBS Sports yeah. Network. That's tough. We we don't like to see that. Uh, the big question that everyone is asking, will UConn average or uh, allow 50 points per game on average? Yes or no? I think probably. I think a little. Let's say yes. Yeah, they play a lot of AAC teams. They play a lot of good AAC teams, which is troubling, or yeah. at least okay AAC teams. Um. Yeah. That's that's not. I mean, Clemson might put a hundred on them on their own at that point. In the if they season. want to, they can. Kirk Herbstreit's kids gonna be scoring points in that game. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Yeah, they're gonna get every plays offense, right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. They're gonna get every Venables out there. Oh man, <laughs> looking like a field day out there. They're that, actually they're uh, they're bringing C.J. Spiller back on the field. Yeah, that's uh, right. <laughs> there he is. He's putting his jersey on. Yeah. With position coach. Nobody Kirk, nobody like. is watching enough to care. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, should he not be out there? <laughs> Even the refs are gone. Um. All right, let's talk about the other. The other unaffiliated team here. Mm. Uh, this is one that actually wants to play football and is generally pretty good at it. Okay. Um, Army. Army is is uh, the number one <laughs> Fort Bragg murders podcast. Oh my god! Flipping <laughs> <laughs> the field. That's right. Um, Army is going to be good again. They they were good last year. They well they were okay last year. Um, but uh, they're going to be really good again. They have a bunch of young skill talent, like mm-hmm. weirdly young skill talent, like much younger than they usually have at a service academy. Yeah. Um, I believe the guy who I really liked is Tyrell Robinson, who's not actually as good as I as I thought he was, but uh, he's really, really fast. He's this really fast slot back that didn't touch the ball more than like five times a game. But we'll every time that. every time he did, he took it like 60 yards. That's great. Um, it's it's got every quarterback back most of the offense returns um the line is replacing four starters which is troubling it seems like every service academy is doing that this year because air force has i think five new offensive line starters lost mm. its top six guys for for you, returning you snaps yeah. um navy sucks and is going to continue to suck we'll talk about them in a minute but um i think army's gonna be really good this year i i, I think that I'm I'm curious to see if the defense can remain as good as it was last year. Um okay. it's I don't remember the name of the uh the defensive coordinator that they were replacing. Um I don't know where he went. 
I don't think it was Brent Pry. He rhymes w- with uh, Tag uh, Griano. Okay, yeah, that's him. Um, but the new guy here is Nate Woody, who I have long thought is terrible, but it turns out he isn't. Um, they were 43rd in defensive SP Plus last season. I'm interested to see if they can keep that going. Yeah. Um, they were really good against the run, which is usually the more sustainable of the two to mm-hmm. be. Um, and just about everybody is back on the defense. I think the defense is going to be really good. They just need to find a quarterback who can run their offense consistently, uh, which was not always the case last season. And then the line is going to be an issue. I don't think that this is going to be an amazing Army team, but I would be kind of surprised if they weren't the best of the service academies. Cool. Yeah. Um, would you like to run through their schedule? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Lead off the season at Georgia State. Huh, what are that's, your thoughts? That's a win. That's yeah, a win? Okay. that's a win. And they catch Western Kentucky at home, which I would say is a win, too. That's a win, yeah. Then UConn at home, 3-0. and <laughs> And then Miami at home. Miami of Ohio, to clarify. Okay. I, I think, think that's 4 now. yeah. They go at Ball State, which is probably a loss. Yeah. It's a really tough game. Yeah. But that's, a, I mean... Damn. That's going to be a good game. Yeah. 4-1, and one, then a bye week. Okay. And they go at Wisconsin Oof. and home against Wake Forest. I think they take... I think they beat Wake Forest. At Wake Forest? Yeah. I don't think Wake Forest is going to be very good this year. Man. Um, I think I'll split that with you. I, I think they're going to lose that game. Okay. Um, Wake Forest is going to be bad, but I don't know. That's Are they going to be prepared to play against the triple option? I, I'm going to have to... Let me look at what Wake Forest schedule looks like before this. I, I don't want to... I'll pull it off for you right now. Save you the work. Uh, they have a bye week before Army, so I think they'll be ready. Okay. That's... Uh, all right. I'll give it to... I'll I think, I think Wake wins that game. So yeah. five and okay. two is what we have, Matt. Wait, would that be four and three? Because they have losses to Ball State, Wisconsin, and Wake. We said they're beating. Oh, we said Wake. Yeah, yeah. yeah just for flip that. Yeah, All four right. three. Four three. You almost Jedi mind trick me there. Uh, <laughs> I could have just gone with it. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> Five and two. Yep. Okay, four and three. Then a Halloween bye week. Shots those Army boys get <laughs> after it. Let's go. We love this tradition. Uh, four and three. Home against Air. I'm sorry. Neutral site game against Air Force in Arlington. I think that's a win. Okay. I think they're going to sweep the. Uh, I think there's the, more yeah. there's more Army guys in Arlington than there is Air Force guys. Yeah. There's more Army guys everywhere than there are Air Force that's, guys. I think that's going to be the best of the service academy games. Air Force is uh, good. Air Force is going to be good. Yeah. They're just not quite as good as Army. I don't think. All right. Uh, five and three. Uh, then Bucknell at home to six and three. Yep. UMass at home to hit seven and three. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Liberty seven and four. Yeah. Uh, then the Army Navy game, which they should win for a nice eight win season. Eight and four. Yeah, pretty good. That's a good year. <laughs> Jeff Munkin, good coach. We're hearing yeah. it more and more these days, folks. <laughs> he almost got Kansas. We heard. He and, you know, very, very nearly got Kansas. And uh, you have to figure he moves somewhere here sooner or later. I mean, uh, I hope for his sake, man. Even if it's just he, like he takes Syracuse if. Uh, ooh. Once gets fair. Would that make sense? I mean, that's the AAC or the ACC team that should. That should do it. Never if any, wake. Yeah, yeah if Duke. anybody can. Yeah. yeah, Duke would make sense too. Duke, yeah, Duke, would, is just, Duke, Duke would be a Duke would be a good triple team. But Duke and, will always get some recruits, especially quarterback recruits off academics. So I think they're yeah. never going to go triple. Yeah, I, I I am I fear that they're going to hire another quarterback specialist after mm. Cutcliffe and just keep Sickos. keep rolling with that. I mean, yeah. Cut, Cut, I'll give Cut credit credit. He's a good coach. Are I we mean, hearing Corey Dennis, head coach of Duke? <laughs> <laughs> We're hearing that more and more these days. Um, no, we're hearing uh, Duke head coach Ryan Day, and we're looking oh, into it for sure. Okay, all right. Um, we're hearing but, uh, about that. Yeah, I, four, nice little year. Yeah, that's that's a good bowl game. Yeah, that's pretty good. Well, yeah. you'll you'll take it. I uh, that's, uh, that's it, one of the top. That's in the G five top twenty five. Yeah, for sure, and I think yeah. that they'll be pretty fun to watch on both sides of the ball. Um, I hope for Jeff Munkin's sake that he can get a new job because it seems yeah. like he doesn't want to be there anymore, um, which I understand. I also wouldn't want to be there anymore if I did this for as long as he has. But sorry, uh, to propose this idea to you live in the air, by the way. Yeah. Uh, so all of our listeners can hear me say this. Uh, 
Do you think we should just run our own G five top twenty five this season and collect votes for media members? I was going to uh, for the for my newsletter. Really? Yeah, so we can do that. That sounds fun. Yeah, I think that'd be a good time. Okay, cool. Yeah. Go <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, who do you want to talk about next? Uh, let's go to tier four here. We've got four teams in tier four. I'm going to open this one up to you: Navy, ECU, Temple, and USF. Which one do you want to hmm. go to first? I'm Temple tough. Okay. All right. We can go to Temple here. Uh, I I went to high school with about like. I don't know, five or six football players ended up playing at Temple. Yeah, that our, sounds about right. Because yeah. our high school head coach went to Temple right after we graduated. After yeah. I graduated, I should say. Yeah. Uh, so, shout out to, shout out to the Temple Owls. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Let's, we're hearing it more and more. Yeah. I, 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 uh, I'm not sure I feel the same way currently about <laughs> Temple. Um, mm-hmm. Ryan, why did Temple hire Rod Carey? Do you know? Uh, he really likes water rice. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> he likes to get a nice steak. Um, I'm done. I'm done. Okay. All right. Um, Rod Carey. I'll tell you guys right now. Rod Carey's a bad football coach. Sucks. Um, They shouldn't have hired him. Ding dong. He uh, really, really botched the NIU job in a way that hasn't showed up until the guy who took over for him took over, Mm -hmm. um, which is often how it goes with guys like this. Rod Carey took over a very good program, did not improve it at all, only really hollowed it out, and then left for another good program that he will. Uh, immediately hollow out because he's in a harder conference. Um, this guy sucks. He can't recruit. He doesn't do anything interesting. He's not going to be good this year, man. No. It's going to be a really ugly year for them, too. Just, I, I mean, we're going to get their schedule in a minute, but looking at how the year plays out, they're going to really struggle this season. Yeah. They have, I mean, just they've lost a bunch of talent. A bunch of guys have transferred. A bunch of guys transferred when Jeff Collins left. This is the risk that you take when you hire, when you make a, a quotation, safe hire, uh, because you're frustrated about being left at the altar by young coaches who take bigger jobs. It's a bad decision to do, by the way. If you're, yeah, you know, if you're absolutely. having good coaches leave for big jobs, it means you have a good team. Yeah, it's. I'm going to tell you guys, it's not that hard to find good young coaches. There's a lot of them. We call this the Cincinnati Tepperville paradox. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's the same exact thing that happened there. Yeah. They were they were upset because Collins left for Georgia Tech, and then they got Manny Diaz, which would have been a great hire, and he you know went back to Miami because of the uh, the Rick thing, right? And it's it's really like. You don't need to make a safe hire after that. You can go out and get more young guys. You're fine. Just every three years, hire a new young guy, and you'll keep winning because players will keep wanting to get developed, right? They're not buying into a coach. They're buying into the fact that Temple sends five guys to the NFL every year. Um, it, it's it's just it's a really bad choice that they yeah. make. It's a really, really bad choice. Um, the they ne- also don't even... like. The bigger problem, too, is like Kerry wasn't even that good of a recruiter for Chicago specifically. Yeah. So, like... Philly, which is notoriously much harder to recruit than most major cities for like, mm-hmm. even schools that are right around Philly. How's he going to do there, man? It's not going to be good. Man. Yeah. He, um, you know who should be the next head coach at Temple? Landis. No. <laughs> I mean, sure, but no. Um, no. I don't think Kerry lasts. I think that this is his second. I think this is only year here. I think he, he last year was so bad that he's going to have another bad year this year and he's gone because yeah. I don't think that they want to make this any worse than it has to be. Temple has seen what the program can fall to, right? The depths of this program are low. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the next head coach here is Brennan Marion. I like Brennan Marion a lot. I was yeah. going to say that they should have just hired Huff this offseason instead of letting Marshall That also, yeah. That would make a lot more that sense, That would also right? make sense. Um, but I don't think they're going to ride this one out for very long. I think they know that they made a mistake in hiring yeah. him. Um, I think Brennan Marion would make a ton of sense here. Would uh, 
Is there any chance Joe Moorhead would take this job? I don't think so. He might I, have to prove himself again, though, right? I mean, after yeah, he blew Mississippi he'd be, State. He'd be really good at it. Yeah, this would be a guy that makes a lot of sense, yeah. too. Uh, there's a lot of those PA assistants out there. Like, Brennan Marion's one of them, too. Just PA natives that, yeah. that make a ton of sense. Guys who recruit Philly in the DMV and Jersey. And, uh, you know, let's go get Nunzio Campanile out there. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> Seems like the Panthers are in hell. Maybe Joe Brady will be available. <laughs> Could be. That would be fun. That would be really fun. Joe Brady in the AAC. I think he has Pennsylvania ties, right? I believe so. He's a GA under Franklin. I think there's a lot yeah. of just uh, random, you know, NFL yinzers out there you wouldn't expect. Yeah, I mean Matt Rule is too. He's a he's yeah. a Pennsylvania guy. I think he's the next head coach at Penn State, but that's a different story. Hmm. Um, it's either him or Fickle. Hmm. Yeah, it's Luke Fickle. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, could be could be Matt Campbell. Hmm. Mm, maybe I don't know. I don't Campbell's know. Campbell's probably going to Michigan this offseason, which I think will so. force Fickle to take Penn State. But it's, it, there's some musical chairs here. Does James Franklin want to go to USC? Does he actually get that offer, or does he get fired? Does he keep this job forever just and stay in like nine and three purgatory? Yeah, we'll talk about this some more on the yeah, Big we'll, Ten episode we'll, in a few weeks. We'll certainly look into <laughs> it. Anyway, uh, Temple under Brendan Marion is going to kick ass. I'm excited for that. Yeah, I'm not excited for this. These guys stink. I don't even really want to preview them fully as a team because. Most of their players are gone. Um, they lost their bad quarterback, which mm-hmm. is not great. Their start, their bad starting quarterback transferred to Michigan State. Um, they they see a great place for quarterbacks lately. That's right. Uh, they brought in some transfers. Um, these are some fun names here. They brought in Cameron Ruiz from Northwestern, who is good, the defensive back. Mm-hmm. Um, Keyshawn Paul, the uh, from, I think he's also a corner from UConn. Uh, their quarterback this season, do you, do you know who it is? Mm, tell me, please. It's a it's a familiar face. It's a guy who you will know right away. This is Dwan Mathis. Oh, yeah. Okay. He's here from Georgia. Um, How's it? He's doing good health wise, then. I guess. I, I guess so. Yeah. It seems like. I mean, he transferred to Temple, so I would assume. Yeah. Um, I hope he's doing okay. He. I mean, he was. Yeah, he had a big scare there. I'm yeah, glad he's, he's doing well. He's a really nice kid. I mean, yeah. I met him when he was in eighth grade at recruiting camp. That's yeah. It's been a long, which uh, ages me quite a bit. But. Yeah. I would like to see him do well. He's a fun quarterback to watch when he's yeah. when he's playing confidently. He was not at Georgia. You should bring in uh, Danny Clark. Too. Too. he's out there as a free agent right now <laughs> i don't think he is i don't think he has any more eligibility no he literally does does he he's in the portal right now oh I'm my sure. god <laughs> that kid needs to go to a juco i think we need to have a dwan mathis danny clark tate martell quarterback battle in philadelphia let's go let's go yeah. you you're, you're speaking bill's language right now <laughs> Gibbler, give me a call <laughs> <laughs> we can make this happen um now after we've after we've shit talked rod carry for 10 minutes it's time for him to uh <laughs> hook us up yeah. here give us some <laughs> come content on, right, come on, right, um right. dwan is pretty much the only thing that could save this team from being terrible yeah uh, they're just the rest of it there's no talent here so pretty bad then yeah pretty uh, bad rod <laughs> rod not great my man let's go through their schedule okay they lead off the season at Rutgers for a nice fresh ass kicking to start the year. Yeah. Then they go at Akron. I gotta tell you, I think they can win that game. I do too. I think they Ak- win that game. Akron yeah. is really bad. Akron's terrible. Yeah. Akron's running game is weirdly good, but the rest of it is awful. Yeah. The, then they're getting sandwiched by another former Ohio State assistant with Jeff Halfley in Boston College Ooh, kicking their ass. Yeah, uh, yeah. So hey, one, <laughs> hey, I wonder if Jeff Halfley has any interest in recruiting in the Pennsylvania area and mm. would like to maybe make a uh, <laughs> make an example out of somebody. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a one and two start. They catch Wagner at home. That's two and two. Yep. And that's going to be the high point of their season. Yeah, feeling pretty good at this point. <laughs> uh, then they reel off. Uh, home against Memphis and at Cincinnati back to back. They will be licking their wounds on their bye week <laughs> after that. Going to Nippert. Oh no. That's that's two and four. Oh, no. They go at USF. 
uh, two and five. Home yeah. against UCF is two and six. I will say also, if you lose to USF this season, that is bad news. It's embarrassing. That's bad news. You ought to quit. They hired the worst Clemson assistant. <laughs> um, then at Eastern Carolina is two and sorry east carolina i don't want to offend those folks two and seven yep uh houston at home two and eight at tulsa two and nine home against navy two and ten yeah that is eight straight losses to close the season he's gone uh it's pretty bad yeah he's he's gone if they if it happens to fire they gotta pay yeah if it happens like that they will fire him that is uh you cannot you cannot lose the last eight and retain your job in a place like that temple does not want to go back to the pits of hell from whence it came Um, fair enough yeah that's that's uh that's tough that stinks i uh temple's a fun job i would like to see them good again i don't think it's going to be that hard to make them good again in fact I'm, i'm pretty confident it won't be hard uh they just need to hire a good coach instead of a bad one um where do you want to go next navy ecu or usf Oh, let's ship out from the docks. Let's All right, let's go to Navy. Um, Navy has not much in the way of returning production, if memory serves. It is a service academy, so it's always going to have not much in the way of returning production. Um, they had the weird situation last year where they opened the season having not practiced tackling in the fall hmm. um, and <laughs> got their shit pushed in by BYU. <laughs> That's surprising. Um, I think that that was, I will say... Maybe a little bit more BYU being awesome than it was Navy having not practiced tackling all that much. The yeah. Ivies also don't practice tackling, and it does not do that to them. Yeah, right? they, do the, they have that really cool uh, the rollback yeah. thing. You know yeah, about? which I don't I like think that. is a bad idea, right? I, I think you can practice tackling without hitting each other, right? <laughs> Especially in a year like this. It, it's certainly... Um... NFL team should never tackle in practice. I don't think they do. They, most of them don't. Yeah, I yeah, don't which I, is the, the question is, like, do all college players have the fundamentals? And the answer is probably not. But you yeah. can probably teach tackling on a player-by-player player basis live. Yeah, you would think. And it should not be an overall team thing. Just you, the yeah, injuries. you would think. Which I think was a, a silly talking point from this game that maybe excused some of the real issues that Navy had. Mm-hmm. And also the fact that BYU was really fucking good last year. Yeah, man. And also, I like Kenny Matalolo, but his, his uh, stock is declining. Yeah, relatively rapidly. They have been not good a little bit too frequently mm-hmm. in the last couple of years. Um, I will say the defense got a lot better at the end of the year. They allowed under 15 points per game in their final three games. Um, most of the guys are back on this defense. They have 12 of the 16 players who were consistent contributors. Mm-hmm. Um, the offense is the issue. They had no quarterback in the in at all last season. Just no one that they could trust consistently. Um, I think it's going to be Xavier Arline as the starting quarterback because he's the only one left from that room. Um, Dalen, yeah, Dalen Morris graduated and Tiger Goslin moved to slot back, which is not a great sign when you have three bad quarterbacks and two of them leave. <laughs> You're just kind of, well, okay, I guess we'll go with this one. Uh, the worst of the three. Um, I do like their fullback, Jamal Carruthers. I don't know if you've seen him before. He's, I mean, he's a Navy fullback, but right, he's, we he's, uh, he's, he's good at it. Um, their line is actually the most experienced of the service academies. Yeah. They just, they don't have a quarterback and this, that's, that's an issue here. <laughs> this is a, a quick little side that as many of you listening realize is directly in my wheelhouse, but I, yeah. I was reading an article by a former division one fullback talking about strength training for football Hell yeah! and, uh, talking about his belief and how powerlifting translates the football very well. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, man, if you cannot put something more in my wheelhouse, no, that's awesome. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. That rocks. Um, so I, I think the defense is going to be good, like actually pretty good. Yeah. Uh, it's just I don't trust that they're going to have a quarterback. I, uh, I'm i not confident in that. So I, I think that this is going to be a very one-sided team. And at a service academy, 
that's an issue, especially when the one side is the offense that, mm-hmm. is, that is struggling, right? Because that defense can be good, but if it's on the field every, you know, after three plays, every time your offense goes out there, that's not a great setup. Yeah. And, and so I think that that's going to cause a lot of problems for these guys. Yeah, I, yeah. I tend to agree with you. I mean, that's, uh, that's never something you want to have, really, in your roster. Uh, do you want to go through schedule with me? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Okay. Um, so they begin the season uh, not how you want to, really. No. They start off at home with Marshall and Air Force. Mm. Uh, I think that's a mm. quick two I losses. I think that's a two. Yeah, I think that's 0 2. Then early bye week. <laughs> not always smart. Okay. Uh, then at Houston. Oh, man. Do they. I do, that game, I'm right? going to say I do not like Houston at I really all this like year, Houston, yeah. but I think that it being at Houston, I don't think that Houston is, scales, yeah. I think if you're going to get Houston this year, you want to do it in the late part of the season when they have given up. So they're start out 0-3. Yeah. I have bad news for you about the next five games. <laughs> oh, no. They get UCF at home. Okay. That's a loss. Yeah. SMU at home is a big loss. At Memphis is mm. a big loss. Home against Cincinnati at Tulsa, at Notre Dame. Oh, man. That team that's, is 0-9. That's, oh. That's, is that 0-9 or 0-8? That's, uh... Is that their next... You think you said next five? Would that be 0-8? Next next five after 0-4. So it's, uh... Okay. It's 0-9. Okay. Uh, then they get into second bye week. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Time to come in back bigger, bigger and better than ever. Then they get Eastern Carolina at home. Mm-hmm. That's a like a must-win game. I think that's a win. I think they win that. Yeah. Then they go at Temple, which we said they win. Yeah. And home against Army, mm, which that's we called a loss. A loss. Two yeah. And so ten. Two and ten. Oof. That's not good, Ken. Uh, I mean, that's a really hard schedule. Too. I'll give him credit, and I'll say maybe he takes one of those those really hard ones in that slate hmm, to make it three and nine. I think he, I think he gets one, just from from by virtue of running the triple. Maybe he beats uh, maybe he beats Air Force or Marshall. Yeah, that's, well, I'll that's give more him, I'll give me. him three and nine just to be nice. Okay, um, the triple gets you a win. I think yeah. of that of that group, but. Uh, Man, I don't think he's on the hot seat. I don't think he could do anything to be on the hot seat unless right. he like he's commits a unless he like commits a crime. Hmm. And these things are kind of <laughs> the Urban Meyer method. Yeah, these things are kind of <laughs> cyclical, right? With the yeah. with the triple academies, they're just sometimes going to be really fucking terrible because mm-hmm. they don't have a quarterback. That means they'll probably be really good next year. Yeah, they'll probably be really good next year. As soon as they find a quarterback, I think they're going to be good again. It's just yeah. that's such an issue as one of these teams. Keenan Reynolds sneaking back into the locker room. Yeah, yeah, we've yeah. got Reen and Kennels here. He's yeah. uh, he's, he's a new guy. Um, all right, next up, uh, ECU or USF? Uh, let's, we just talked about ECU. Let's, let's hit on those boys. All right, so ECU is, I think, the most interesting of the Tier 4 teams. It is the one that I think has hope, which is a fun dynamic. It's a dangerous thing. Yeah, the rest of them really <laughs> don't seem to have much in the way of hope. Um, ECU is still sort of breaking in new head coach Mike Houston, who was the, I believe, the James Madison guy, if memory serves. Mm-hmm. Um, they have done the same thing now twice, where they really, really struggled to open the season and then kind of closed strong and provided reason for optimism the next season. Mm-hmm. Obviously, after 2019 into 2020, it didn't work. They went three and six, um, but they did it again. They they were good at the end of the, the 2020 season. I uh, I don't really know what to think of these guys. They have a returning quarterback in Holton Aylers who is good. I'll say that like definitively, he's good. He's mm-hmm. weird, but he's he's he gets the job done. Um, they bring back twenty returning starters alongside him. They just the thing with this offense was that uh, um, 
That's right. Ruffin McNeil calling you right now. <laughs> My apologies. <laughs> Ruffin McNeil calling me right now. Um, the thing with this offense was that they didn't really have anything in the way of skill talent. They couldn't throw the ball down the field Which super well. Which is such a change from like their past like couple like really decades of, of success. Like all the te- good teams they've had have had pretty solid receivers and running backs. And yeah, that just seemed to dry up for them relatively recently. Yeah, I like this stat here from ESPN's Bill Connolly um, in his his preview of ECU. Never heard of him. <laughs> C.J. Johnson, one of their wide receivers, had he averaged twenty. 21 yards per catch. He had a 39% catch rate. Oof. <laughs> Oof. That was pretty much what they were working with. Um, Tyler, I believe someone in our dynasty league owns him as well. Yeah. I think he can be good if he just, you know, starts to catch the football. Um, Tyler Sneed is pretty much the exact same guy. He's another one of their wide receivers. Um, Rajay Harris, I do like the running back. Mm-hmm. It's just every member of this skill core is so goddamn inconsistent. They're all talented, but they don't know what they're doing. And so it's it's Holton Naylor's who's like 28 years old and then a whole bunch of morons. <laughs> that's, just, a, that's a coaching issue as yeah, well, though. If everyone's yeah. inconsistent, that comes out of coaching, I think. Yeah. That, that's something that needs to be improved rapidly. Yeah, for sure. And I, I just, uh, I, I'm interested to see what it looks like. And I don't think it's going to be good, mm-hmm. but I do think that they're probably going to jump up and get somebody that they shouldn't because of the fact that they do have talent on the outside and they have an experienced quarterback and a bunch of guys coming back. What does the uh, What's the schedule look like here? So they start off with a neutral site game in Charlotte against App State on a Thursday night. Okay, that's, that's a, a quick loss. loss. That's a loss, yeah. And they catch South Carolina at home, which they will lose. Yeah. Uh, it is the year they, if they were good, they actually would have a shot in this game, but that, yeah. that's a loss. At Marshall is 0-3. Yeah. Nice little FCS game against Charleston Southern to go 1-3. Yeah. Um, Tulane or home for homecoming is one and four. Yep. At UCF is one and five. By week at Houston, one and six. Yeah. USF at home. I think they win that game. Do you agree with me? What is it? USF at home. Yeah, I think they win that. Yep. Uh, two and six. Yep. Temple at home uh, is a law. No, it's a win. It's a win for them. That's three and six. Yep. Uh, at Memphis is three and seven. At Navy is three and eight. Yep. Uh, who we give that to? We have the Navy receiver. I think we gave that to Navy. Okay. Yeah. Three and eight. That's right. That was the must win that we gave the Navy. Yes. Yep. Cincinnati is three and nine. Yep. Three nine. Tough year, but not the worst. You could be not worse, the worst. I, guess. I. They need to figure out how to throw the ball down the field. It was way too many swing routes and screen passes last season, and you just you can't do that in this conference. You have to be able to throw the ball down the field. The defense, I think, takes a step forward, but I just I haven't seen it yet from Mike Houston. I could be wrong. I think they could take a step this year if someone in the in the dweller in the uh, in the cellar here is going to take a step up. It's going to be ECU. I just they need someone to fall down for that to happen, and I think Houston is pretty much the only candidate that makes sense there. So uh, I don't I don't know if there's a ton of room for them right now. Mm-hmm. Last one in tier four, USF. This is another one that I think I'm going to sort of dispatch for making a a very dumb hire um your head coach here is jeff scott the uh former clemson Mm. co-offensive coordinator yeah the 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 bad clemson coach the the one who wasn't good um of the two that they could have hired they they hired the bad one um if memory serves i think they hired him because he was the south florida recorder or recruiter which i don't think clemson has done especially well in south florida they sure haven't yeah that's not really their main area they mostly just thrive in georgia and the carolinas and tennessee really yeah and uh northeast randomly too in cincinnati for some reason yeah yeah shout out to matt yeah shout out to matt um but uh i I like how we give shout outs on our podcast by the way like we just you know are some massive you know 
seven seven digit audience that's right well i mean don't tell don't tell them it's not (laughs) nobody knows that yeah this is our uh this is our version of 30 hours Mm -hmm, that's right um this team sucked last year this team was really 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 bad um they played pretty much everybody on the roster just to see if they had anything Mm -hmm. um they they didn't there's just Man, there's really not much here. I don't think it's entirely Jeff Scott's fault. I mean, this yeah. was not a roster that he built. This was a roster that was left by years of sort of <laughs> Charlie Strong being asleep at the wheel. Um, Here's my pitch to USF, right? Yeah. Clearly, everything you've been doing for a decade has not worked. Uh, you've mostly sucked, right? Yeah. You really can't recruit that well. You don't coach that well. You don't really win games. You don't really put guys in the league. Yeah. Nothing's working. Yeah. Your most famous player, Jason Pierre-Paul. Okay. You know, we're always hearing about schools out west, right? They're like, you know, they have a big Polynesian connection to the poly school. You know, you have like USC. Okay. You become the Haitian school. You okay. recruit all of the Haitian guys. Okay. You know, the Haitian <laughs> team. It's at least a brand. Oh, man. Alternative, you really emphasize Tampa as the stripper capital of America. <laughs> You're playing Magic Mike in your recruiting videos. <laughs> What do you think about this? Which one do you like better? <laughs> USF just posting full-on titty videos. <laughs> it's true. If you don't know this, Tampa is like uh, the world stripper capital. It's like famously so. That's right. Um, <laughs> no, really, I'm not joking. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't disagree. <laughs> yeah, I um, man, I really don't know what you do here because it, it Taggart worked pretty well, but if you hire someone like that, you do get into the situation where they're going to leave every other, you know, every two years. Right. Yeah, that's like, fine. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's fine, but you do have to find that kind of guy specifically. Mm-hmm. And Taggart's a very interesting guy because he, he is that sort of that grinder mentality, right. Where he wants to get out on the recruiting trail. He wants to go a hundred miles per hour, but he is also a pretty good play caller, at least generally speaking. He's, yeah. You know, at, at USF, he had to sort of change his entire offense to make it work for the talent that he was recruiting. And that mm-hmm. was an impressive thing that he did. Like, that's not easy to do. No, definitely not. Um, he saved his job by doing that. And I think he's a smart guy. It's just, uh, honestly, I don't know why they didn't hire him again. Like, he was available. They could have hired him. Mm. Um, and now he's at, you know, FAU, which I don't think is a better job than USF. Definitely not a better job. And, and so <laughs> I feel like you could have just hired Dagger. Um, but it, it has to be someone like that, and it's that's just kind of hard to find. Um, I think that someone like, man, I really don't know. I Maybe like a former Miami player. I, I don't know who that would be. Um, hmm. But <laughs> the funny answer is Dion. He's not a Miami player, but he has that same sort of energy to him. Where he's just yeah, and the going good part 100 about miles USF per hour. Is, is you don't have to just recruit Tampa. I mean, you can recruit no. Tampa, you can recruit Miami, you can recruit yeah. Tallahassee, you can recruit all of Florida, really. Like, I mean, Dion would make a lot of sense. Uh, I'm just trying to think here of like recent, uh, man, Dion recent would, Buccaneers players. Dion too. would be fun. Yeah. Dion would be. What about one of the Barber brothers? Hmm, are they coaching? I don't know. I know they're writing. <laughs> I know they're writing children's books. Okay, I don't know if they're coaching. Cool. Um, um, how about Tom Brady? He's down okay. there. <laughs> He's a Tampa legend. Um, Rob Gronkowski. Hmm. <laughs> that's that's how you get hire, your. We're that's how you Brad get, Johnson. Yeah, that's how you get your strip club dream. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Garcia. I, I mean, but, honestly, that no one would ever hire Gronk because dipshit. Yeah, but. Honest to God, if you did hire him, the recruiting at USF would be off the charts. Absolutely, yeah, yeah dude. They, they would be go- They would have the same guys that Princeton has. <laughs> did you um? Did you ever follow the old? Uh, I think he's from Orlando, not Tampa. But uh, do you know who Parker Boudreaux is? 
No. He he was an old like low four star recruit who ended up he had like a high he had like sixty offers one point okay. Ohio State Bama the whole Love deal that, yeah ended up signing with UCF because it was his hometown school and all okay. that he also couldn't commit to those tough schools yeah um and uh, he uh, he's now a WWE personality. Let's go. I think you want guys you want like those kind of weirdos you want yes, the guys absolutely. who just love NIL and love like trying to get as much you yeah. know. You, you want to have the social media. Yeah, we're theme. the money capital of college football. Yes. Yes. That's a cool vibe. Yeah. You have all like the, you know, uh, grinders, pyramid scheme guys. Yes. Again, you got to go get Tate Martell. Got to go get Tate Martell. That's the fix here. Um, I think your dream head coach, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator set up here. Go. All right, you ready? So ready. head coach, I think maybe you do go Tom Brady here. Okay. He's got Tom the Brady. he's got the marketing scheme, right? He's got the, you know, the... Yeah. So he's your head coach. Your offensive coordinator is Keyshawn Johnson. Oh, okay. Tampa Bay legend. Yes. Right? Has the bag. Yes. Unquestionably he has the bag. Undoubtedly has the bag. Absolutely has the bag. Defensive coordinator is Dion. Hmm. Okay. Was Dion? Would Dion take that job? <laughs> Will him and Keyshawn survive one practice together? <laughs> You've got like like uh, Urban Meyer, uh, Florida under Urban Meyer style, where coaches are fighting in practice. I think that's cool. I think that's what I you want. I think we support it. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll tell you what. These coaches are gonna be fighting each other after the schedule that you have to go through. Yep. Let's hear it. Uh, they lead off the season at NC State. You know I'll be watching that one. Yeah. You know that's gonna be. I'll be tuned in. You're a pervert. <laughs> That's a Thursday night in September. Um, they follow up by going home against Florida, which is an 0-2 start. Then they yep. catch Florida A&M at home, which is a win. That's 1-2. and um, At BYU. Now, we know BYU lost a lot, but I think they still managed to win this game. Yeah. Uh, which is a 1-3 and start. At SMU makes them 1-4. and Yeah. Uh, catch a bye week. Tulsa at home makes them 1-5. and Temple, though, is a win. That's 2-5. Mm-hmm. and five. At ECU, we gave that to ECU, correct? Yeah, two, two and six. six. Houston at home, two and seven. Cincinnati at home, two and eight. At Tulane, <laughs> two writing, and nine. Just writing two and ten down here. <laughs> at UCF, two and ten. ten. Two and ten. Yeah, that's uh, man. Go hire a fun coach. Jeff Scott has no swag. He's yeah. got no drip. I, Dude, I don't I care. I remember when these guys were fucking ranked in the top ten at one point in time. Yeah, like, this man, is crazy. It would have been uh, what was his name? The quarterback. He was awesome. What was his fucking name? Um, I don't know, man. <laughs> you, know, you know they need to hire. Let's 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 write this back. Okay. Where does everyone from like Pennsylvania and Ohio retire to, Pat? I'm um, Florida, Southern Florida, and Arizona, yeah, right? Yeah. It's time to go get Dave Wanstead. Okay. <laughs> Unironically, we'll be winning ten games in three years. Yeah, I mean, probably he's a pretty good football coach. <laughs> he's kind of a weirdo. He's just hanging out. Quentin Flowers. That was oh, the guy. He rocked. He, he was rock. really yeah, cool. He was fun. That's the other thing. They need to be running a spread option. That's okay. the yeah. only thing you can run at USF. Yeah. That's the goddamn system. It's the same thing that UCF is doing. Like right. the, the, like under Scott Frost when they were at their best. That makes sense. That's yeah. what you do. That's, that's what every high school on their runs. Yeah. <laughs> Why yeah. not just do that? Like the fucking Josh Heupel trying to run yeah. modified air raid there. Moron. Moron. Get him out of here. Idiot. Not what you do there. Not uh, what you do with Florida talent. Are you crazy? Um, yeah. All right. Tier three. Who do you want to talk about? Let's go to Tulsa. Okay. Let's go out to uh, let's go out to Oklahoma here. Tulsa is a team I believe you liked a lot last year, right? I love them. I specifically loved them for Zayvon Collins overtime he uh, touchdown return that won me a sizable bet. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> let's, go. let's go. I was waiting for Big Ten football to start, and I was just watching every game I could every weekend. Yes. And, uh, 
Man, that was a real dark time in my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but shout out to Zayvon Collins. Yeah, you had him winning the tip. You had him winning, uh, you know, the, the, the over Points, on his... I had the rebound. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. thanks, you, Zayvon Collins. Yeah, but you, now, uh, you hit your bet, and then I showed up to your house, and I shot you in the head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, they lose Zayvon Collins and everybody else yeah. on their team. Yeah. Uh, they had a Caleb Evans coming back, and he is now in the transfer portal. I, I think he recently released a top six or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Um. I can't say I followed up on it too closely. Yeah, Jackson Player is back, the defensive tackle. He's also awesome. Okay, he's, a scary player son. Yeah, he's really, really good. I don't know if that's true. I don't want to say just that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, mean, I mean it could be. Um mm. middle linebacker Justin Wright is also back. Ollie Green that's Orville Wright's son. That's right. Ollie Green, <laughs> do you have one for that? Uh that's Mo Green's son mm. of Godfather fame. Well he's Ollie Green the fourth, so I'm gonna <laughs> You really set me up for that one. <laughs> I walked you right into that one. You've fallen into my trap. Um, he's the corner that is back. Uh, the defense is going to take a step back. Like It just will. It was top 25 last year. That's not going to happen again. I hmm. do like their scheme. I just They don't have as much talent. They're going to take a step back. Um, they'll still be pretty good, just not as dominant as they were. Um, and the offense... Zach Smith is gone. The quarterback, not the bad wide receiver coach. Um, <laughs> Seth Boom. That's Zach Smith is coming in. <laughs> Zach Smith is coming in. He's going to fix this. You can't stop him. That's right. <laughs> Listen, if we quarantined him to just like the middle of nowhere, Oklahoma, not a terrible idea. Yeah. All of his uh, Menace Society fans will be crawling in our podcast mentions like the like the gang members in Assault on Precinct 13. <laughs> they're going to be just climbing through the windows to yell at us. Oh, man. I'm picturing the scene in 28 Days Later where they're driving through the tunnel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's, uh, COVID wasn't even real. Yeah, it wasn't even It's cool real. to choke your pregnant wife. Yeah, yeah there's, there's nothing wrong with ordering a sex toy to your office. Who, I mean, who doesn't do that? That one's not alleged. We yeah, know he did true. that one. <laughs> that um, you know, posting true. pictures of your penis with your face and team gear and an online. That's yeah. just regular stuff it's that just, guys do. It's just normal things that we all love to do. Yep. Um, Seth Boomer's Ooh, nah. probably the quarterback <laughs> here. I think he's going to be okay. Seth I, I, Boomer, uh, huh? Yeah, Seth Boomer. Um, Davis Brent is also here. I, I think they're going to compete against each other i'd be stunned if it's not boomer um i think the offense is probably actually going to take a step forward because they don't really lose anybody other than smith and i'm gonna be honest with you smith wasn't that good um but i i just i think they take a step back in general they're not going to fall out of bowl eligibility again like they were for a couple years under montgomery are you sure i'm i'm less sure after you say that um but i do think that uh i think the offense will pick up at least some of the slack with the defense they're not going to compete for a title but they yeah. they'll be okay uh, if you guys haven't picked this up yet i mean the bottom of this conference is really bad like the ac has been like the top g5 conference for quite a while now yeah uh, since it existed really yeah uh I honestly think the Sun might be better this year. I dude. think it is too. I think that the I think the AAC probably has the better top team, but after that, I would take two. I would take uh, two, two through th- five. Yeah, basically. two through five in the Sun Belt probably over yeah. over two through five in the AAC. Uh, let's go through Tulsa's schedule here. Yep, they start off with an easy W against UC Davis. Uh, shout out to the Aggies. Yeah, uh, I, I'm a big fan of the the smaller UC's uh, team names. My buddy went to uh, UC Santa Cruz, uh, the banana slugs. Yes, sir. Yeah. Love those. Uh, hung out there for a little bit. Great town. Great taquerias. Do you have any recommendations Santa Cruz? You call me up. Do you know who the head coach at UC Davis is? Because I do. And it's a weird guy. Is it? No, I don't know. It's Dan Hawkins. 
Oh, Boise, wow. Boise State legend. No kidding. Yeah, it's Dan Hawkins. What's he doing coaching again? I don't know. <laughs> they, they were they were okay last well, year. Like everyone else, he just got a mansion in California. It was like, well, yeah. I might as well do something. Yeah, he went. here's what he's done since he uh, flunked out at, at Colorado after taking over after he was at Boise State. He has coached the Montreal Alouettes, the United States national team, That's which cool. is not a great thing to see as a football coach. Uh, the Karlstad Crusaders, which is a Swedish-American football team oh my God, based yes. in, in uh, Karlstad, Sweden. And then that the Swedish as hell, boy. and then he was uh, sorry he didn't coach them he was the offensive coordinator. No way. <laughs> and then he was the offensive coordinator for the Vienna Vikings, which is based in Austria. Hmm. Um, yeah, and now I've he's heard of and now he's the UC da- <laughs> now he's the UC Davis head coach. Um, this when, he, when he was at Colorado, he was the one who did the "Go Play Intramurals Brother" speech, correct? I think so. Should we clip that in here? Maybe if I can find it. Yeah, we might. Yeah. Oh, you'll be able to find it. But uh, <laughs> Dan, he's, okay. he's doing the Dan Hawkins fuck a fan challenge. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, it starts off one and zero, despite the Dan Dan Big Dick Hawkins uh, <laughs> bringing bringing the heat. Um, then they go at two OSU's back to back to get OK State and Ohio State. That's two losses. Yep, that's one and two. They bounce back with a win against Arkansas State at home. Okay. Two and two. Home against Houston. That's a win. You think it's a win? Yeah. Okay. Three and two. Yeah, five games in Houston will if have If that's a win, up. they'll probably get bowled, everybody, then. Yeah. Three and two. They lose against Memphis at home, though. Okay. Three and three. At USF is a win. That's four and three. By week, the week before Halloween. Mm, shameful. Bad choice. Shameful. Four and three. Home against Navy. Yep. Five and three. Yep. At Cincy's five and four. I think at Tulane is five and five. Yeah. Home against Temple is six and five to get bowl eligible. There you go. Lose against SMU for five hundred six and six. You're fine with that. Yeah, you're, you're fine yeah, with you're that. Fine After with that losing a year. first round defender, yeah, you're, you're fine, fine with that. that. You yeah. will survive. Um, that is a recruiting pitch that will last for a while. <laughs> that is that uh, is you're fine by do that. Do you want to uh, stay in the American Southwest and talk about Houston next? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Um, Houston, of course, head coach is Dana Holgerson. Shockingly, his uh, <laughs> his attempt to tank a college football program didn't mm, work. It didn't work. Great. He didn't get any he, draft uh, picks yeah, he didn't out of it. <laughs> first pick i don't know what happened yeah he's just in sure. recruiting meetings saying trust the process <laughs> like, what are you talking about i have i have power five offers yeah oh man what a fucking idiot yeah what a stupid idea just complete what was the fucking thought hey, process hey, by the way, just shave your fucking head dude it's so embarrassing <laughs> god as a balding man, oh, man. please just it's, shave it's, your fucking it's head it's deeply dude. deeply shameful um he looks like um uh, i hate to do this reference because you know People should read other books, but yeah. uh, he looks like the janitor in Harry Potter. You know what I'm talking about? No. Uh, Filch is his name, I believe. Sure. I'll take your word for uh, it. You pull him up. You tell me You tell me I'm right. I'll t- <laughs> <laughs> Once again, I'm going to take your word for it. Um, what is it with uh, with Tillman Fertitta and, uh, te- Bad teams? and yeah, and teams that tank and don't get anything out of He's it? He's a broke-ass bitch. What the fuck is wrong with this guy? Broke boy. Broke boy alert. Get him out of here. Yeah, we don't like him, dude. No, no. Um, big time uh, big time dumbass, that guy. Let someone else be your new booster guy, dude. There has to be other oil money in Houston. Go court. You would think. Yeah. <laughs> you would certainly think. I've seen, I've seen 80s Houston. I know what was going on. Mm. Where'd those guys go? They really did mess up so bad by hiring Dana. Yeah. Yeah, they really, really did. Yeah. I mean, they, what they should have done is they should have fired him after this past season, and they should have just brought Tom Herman back. Yeah, I, I think we talked about this pretty extensively in our uh, not hiring retread coaches bit early yeah. on in the podcast history. Yeah. Uh, go back and listen to that if you haven't. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. We'll wait. Okay. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just a two-hour pause. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, look, don't hire Power 5 retreads, dude. Go hire, like, young coordinators who are, like, hungry and, like, yeah. in their 30s who are just willing to recruit, you know, 90-hour weeks to 
they hate their family and they just want to yeah. win football games at all costs. I think two back-to-back hires here that we kind of knew when they made them that it, it wasn't going to work. Because Major Applewhite was famously not well-liked anywhere that he had That's been. That's true, but I would say this. If you just kept Major Applewhite, you'd be a better place right now. Than yeah, you I mean, Oberson. you'd be 8-5. and five. Yeah. <laughs> That's better than what they have been. I just I don't know why you do this if you're Houston. That's an attractive job. That's yeah. a really, really good job. Uh, I mean, it's easy to recruit in Houston. It's really yeah. easy. And Dana is not a good recruiter. He's no. never been a good recruiter. And I will say this. He should be on his hands and knees thanking his athletic director this season because uh, they have set him up pretty pretty, pretty easy for the season. Yeah. It's, it and is an easy schedule. I Also, uh, real quick, and then we'll yeah, get into this. Ahead. You hire Dana. This is the thing that never made sense to me. If you're hiring Dana, you're doing it to win right away because you know he's not going to build a sustainable program. He's not, going to, he's not going to recruit, yeah. right? He's not a good recruiter. He's an asshole. Nobody wants to play for him. Yeah, he's a prick. Um, he's also allegedly, allegedly parody in Minecraft, a drunk. Okay. <laughs> yeah, who would ever, yeah, no. Mm. Um, parody, <laughs> allegedly not real. Um, well, maybe. Who's to say? But um, you hire him to maximize the team that you have right then. That was the thing that he was good at at West Virginia was on-field, in-game coaching and preparation, right? He runs a good offense. I will say that. He, yeah. run, he runs a good offense. Those teams were pretty good. But he can't build a program. He's not a good program builder. So when he comes in, they had De'Eric King. They had a talented roster. Why did he redshirt those guys? Well, it's not like he's doing anything, though. Yeah. At least he's not really really good at football <laughs> yeah, somewhere else. it's not like De'Eric King is going somewhere else yeah. and doing well. But what the fuck was the thought process there? Why did you hire him if not to win that year? I don't know, man. God. Fucking idiot. Jesus. Okay, what does this schedule? Uh, they get a neutral site game for the season. Okay. Damn, as bad as they are, it's Texas Tech. Oh. Could they win that game? It's a neutral site in Houston. Yeah. I think they're going to win. I think Houston wins that I game. I think they're going to win, man. Uh, Texas Tech sucks. Texas yeah, Tech Matt is Wells really, is a really bad. bad coach. Yeah, I don't know. I think he's just a really bad P5 coach. I think he can win somewhere where no one is looking at him, but he's not a yeah. good enough recruiter to win in the Big 12. That's, that's a hard job, too. Yeah. Uh, then they go at Rice, which is... Two and zero. Yeah, Grambling State is three and zero. Okay, they have not left Houston yet for a game. Yeah, okay. Three and zero. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, <laughs> Navy on the road. I think it's four and zero. Okay. Can you believe this team starting four and zero? Can be ranked. <laughs> uh, they go at Tulsa, which we called a win for Tulsa. Correct. Yep. Yeah, four and one. Four and one at Tulane is four and two. Yep. By week, I think it's going to get bad for here for Houston here. <laughs> East Carolina at home is five and two. They okay. survive one more week. All right. Then SMU at home, mm-hmm. five and three. Mm-hmm. At USF, mm. six and three. Okay. At yeah. Temple is seven and three. Okay, Jesus Christ. Memphis Jesus at home is Christ. seven and four. Then at UConn is eight and four. Oh my They're God! They're going eight games by default. Jesus, their schedule Christ. is so easy. They dude. have eight games that they almost literally cannot possibly lose. Yeah, I, I would say we should run them up to seven and five because they'll manage to fuck up one of these just yeah. by a result of you know being stupid. Jesus which is probably Texas Tech to probably lose that game Jesus or something. Jesus Christ! But seven and five or eight and four. That's like. And it's a nasty seven five or eight four, like one of the softest schedules in America. Man, that is, yeah. Clayton Toon is the quarterback. I don't know if you if you remember him at all. He was uh, sounds racist. Just as a yeah, name. He was committed to Kansas <laughs> and then decided that he wanted to go to Houston instead. It's pretty funny. Um, Can't blame him. Yeah, no, I mean I can now, but yeah. not really his fault that they hired Dana. Um, here's, here's what I do if I'm Houston, right? Yeah, I get a full candy paint uniform. Okay, I just really lean into like the Houston rap culture. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you have like you know how like uh, you've been to a game where they have you know some 
food sponsor and they're like filling something up in the end zone for a field goal or whatever yeah you fill it up with lean okay you're, you're pouring lean <laughs> in the end zone okay. all right yeah okay all right you have, just... you have the turnover double cup you hand mm-hmm. out okay i'm yeah. done i'm done okay all right next up is uh tulane to finish out tier three yes. a much cooler and more interesting program than houston shout out to which, ryan ginn tulane which, law graduate which should literally never be the case houston has fucked up if that is the case but uh we're yep. up to the god uh, uh willie fritz who is at least interesting. Mm, yeah. <laughs> He's, uh, he is at least interesting. Do you know any guy named Willie that's not interesting? <sighs> no, they're all interesting. Yeah, yeah, if your name was Willie, I think something's cool is yeah, going on in your life. One you're, way another. you're a cool dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's just how we feel. Um, they're going to be really good on offense again. They're always good on offense. They're never great on offense, but Cameron Carroll and uh, Tajay, I think is how you say it, Spears are both back. The mm. halfbacks, um, <clears throat> freshman quarterback Michael Pratt is also obviously back um they were top 40 last year (laughs) in offensive sp plus with a freshman quarterback that's pretty good um they're gonna be good again they're gonna be really really good again they have a secretly very good interior offensive line sincere hainsworth is awesome their center i don't know if you've watched him very closely but he's really good Um, yeah the new oc here is uh troubling it's chip long i don't know why they Mm. did that um i don't think he's awful but uh, i don't know how much he's gonna be doing yeah. if i'm being honest i think this is still willie's offense um like chip schlong okay <laughs> all right you're out of here <laughs> um but uh I, the offense is still gonna be really good it's willie's offense yeah i wish he would lean more into the triple he's really kind of gone away from it in recent years which is unfortunate but they still run the hell out of the ball they're still really good at it they're still uh, they're closer to it they just they seemingly have stopped recruiting running quarterbacks, which yeah, I don't I, understand. I think it's probably just a function of the conference they're in partially too. Like yeah. the more they have to recruit Texas instead of like recruiting Louisiana. Like they obviously are in Louisiana very heavily. Yeah, but I'm sure their second most signees are coming from Texas. Yeah, which just means you have to recruit air raid kids because yeah. that's what everyone in Texas plays. It's yeah. kind of just. If you want to get good players, and you got to go get the ones that you have available to you. Yeah, personally, I'd probably go into Houston for like running backs and, and sure. offensive linemen and guys like that. And then uh, I I think that uh, I think with quarterbacks, you might need to maybe stay in Louisiana. Yeah, and get guys who can run, which is the boot. Yeah, sort of a function of this <laughs> offense. Um, defense was really inconsistent last mm-hmm. year. I think it gets better just because it's hard to be that inconsistent and not get better the next year when you return everybody. They just they allowed way too many big plays. Yeah. Um I think that they will I think they will cut it down. They're very very aggressive, which is fun to watch. I just uh I'm curious. It it will get them in trouble. It will probably lose them a game that they shouldn't lose, but it will probably also win them a game that they shouldn't win. Cool. Uh, their schedule is interesting. Okay. Um they lead off in what looks to be a home game against Oklahoma. Oh. Okay. Uh, which might just be a misprint here by fbschedules.com. <laughs> I but don't think so. I think that's right. That's pretty funny. Yeah. All right. Uh, so that's a loss, obviously. Yeah. And they catch Morgan State at home to go one and one. Yep. Uh, at Ole Miss is a loss to go one and two. It's going to be a fun game. It is going to be a fun game. Yeah. There's I, not going to be a single, even, no one is even going to pretend to play defense. It'll be game. like a 63 42 final score. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's going to be a blast. Uh, they get UAB at home. Oh. I think they can win that game at home. I do too. That's going to be another good one. That's going to yeah. be a fun like, running matchup. I think I UAB is maybe going to take some time to gel this year. I agree. So two and two. Well, that's a really good win, by the way, in the resume. Yeah, that's a great win. Uh, two and two, then at East Carolina and home against Houston to go four and two. Yeah. Also, can I say quickly, UAB, join the Sun Belt. Yeah. Yeah, UAB, join the Sun Belt. We agree. Kill the Kusa. Who cares about it? Get, get rid of it. Get yeah. it out of here. No thanks. 
Uh, four bring, and bring Charlotte and UAB to the Sun Belt, yeah. and I'm good. Uh, four and two, then a bye week. Yep. Then at SMU, which is a loss. Yeah. It's four and three. Cincinnati is also a loss. Four and four. At UCF. Mm, that's a win. You think that's a, I, that's I the one that they, that's the you. one that they get by being just weird. I tend to agree with you there. That's five yeah. and four. Are you telling me that Gus is going up against a blitz-heavy defense in this economy? <laughs> and then uh, then Tulsa at home is six and four. Did we give that to? We gave that to Tulane before. Okay, cool. Yep. Six and four. Then USF is seven and four. Yep. Uh, you close at Memphis. I think you lose that game. That's seven and five. Or rather, I think they'll split the Memphis UCF okay, games. Okay, that's fine. Seven and five. Seven and yep, five. Yeah, it's a willy season. They're kind of. Yep, that's pretty much right I, in the pocket I, for him. <laughs> Tulane. Tulane is a harder job than it seems like it should yeah. be. Um, New Orleans, as it turns out, doesn't really produce all that much talent. Hmm. It's it's sort of there's not a ton of high schools there. <laughs> it's it's. Uh, well, I mean, we we could have a. I mean, we're probably never going to because it's a little too granular even for us. But yeah. We could have a very long podcast one day about how the uh, Hurricane Katrina and, and uh, following hurricanes completely reshaped talent along the Gulf. Absolutely. And, and what it yeah. did to Louisiana recruiting and, yeah, and Tulane football. Um, that would be a very sad podcast. It's a very sad podcast, unfortunately. Yeah. And honestly, probably a little beyond our scope to have yeah. that kind of tracking data for movement. But yeah. Uh, I mean, you hear anecdotally about how many kids moved out of the area and, you know, grew up in Louisiana. Yeah, you see just like ESPN, you know, stories about these guys who are like, well, he grew up in Louisiana and then Hurricane Katrina hit and he moved to Buffalo. And now he's, you know, playing running back for Buffalo. It's like, well, yeah, that would have been a good player for Tulane to have. Um, If you want a lighthearted version of this, uh, check out, uh, and I will never again say this phrase, but... Check out the SNL skit. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> the main oh, gators. Okay. Uh, pretty funny. The, the whole premise is that uh, a whole community from Louisiana got uprooted, moved to Maine. Okay. And there's like a, you know, it's a kind of ridiculous judge thing going out with Jason Jacobs playing the judge. Yeah. He's constantly threatening people in Maine to feed them to the gators. And, okay. You're down in Maine now, boy. And all that kind of stuff. It's, it's a good time. It's a that good time. is good. We love Jason Sudeikis. So, yeah, that's that's uh, that's fine by me. All right. Next up, um, going up to Tier 2. Let's go to Memphis. Okay. I want to get it Barely out of the way. Tier 2. Yeah, I want to get it out yeah. of the way. I, I, I'll be honest. I don't really like Memphis. Um, we've talked before about Ryan Silverfield. I actually kind of hate every team in this tier besides SMU. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's only three teams in this tier. I so. hate the other two. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ahead, um, but uh, Memphis, man, they went eight and three. I, I think that. Uh, I think it's weird that that's a kind of a bad season for Memphis at this yeah. point. But it is what it is. Um, offense sort of took a step back. They very, very obviously had a new coach. <laughs> like that was, and I, it was part of part partially also they lost their quarterback. Brady White was gone right. after it's several years loss, of yeah. yeah several years of being there. He what was talent, he was man. awesome. Um, and they also didn't have Kenneth Gainwell, which hurts. Mm. Right, they were going to yeah. have Kenneth Gainwell and didn't. Um, I, I can't think, believe he fell so far down draft boards. By the way, yeah, stunning. I mean, I know he doesn't have a ton of film at running back, but. Come on, man, guys! Come on. We That's... just saw what um, who did he got left the year before he went to Washington. Uh, you know, I'm talking about the, the kid who just had his rookie year in Washington. Oh, who was oh, their running back oh, the year yeah, before? yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, I know who you're talking about. I can't think of his name. I'll find that. Um, where did he go? Where did Gain- get? Where did Gainwell go? He went in round four or five. To somebody, I feel embarrassed. I don't know this. Are you oh, pulling it up man. right now? I'm looking for the running back. The uh... Uh, Kenny Gainwell is now on the Eagles, so oh, they okay. will make An- sure to Antonio- give him Antonio Gibson. Antonio Gibson, great player. Gainwell, yeah. also a great player. 
Unfortunately, he is in running back hell in Philadelphia where Mm -hmm. uh, they hate Miles Sanders and they hate every other running back on the team too and will give all of them exactly 15% of the snaps. Mm -hmm. And so none of them get any rhythm and will ever play that well. The only running back that they like there is Jalen Hurts. Um, (laughs) I don't like Jalen Hurts. Uh, Me either. That Uh, is a long-held opinion that I have. That man is a wide receiver. Jalen Hurts is just fucking JT Barrett on steroids, dude. He's Jake Browning that's fast. Yeah. That man sucks. Anyway. Anyway. um, I'm glad we agree on this. I think... We've never talked about it before, but I'm glad we agree. <laughs> yeah, we're doing the handshake thing. <laughs> um, yeah, I Calvin Austin the third was really good. Um, Sean Dykes the tight end was I good. The second was that nothing good. Okay, um, I, I think that I think the run game improves. I think that the offense improves in general, just because they need to find some stability. Um, mm-hmm. There's a guy who here that I know you like, and I think the guy who's going to be the quarterback, Grant Gunnell. Oh man, from Arizona. Yeah, he's just a super prolific guy. Like everyone, kind of. Uh, he's really good. Everyone's like, well, he's all production. He's playing at a pretty bad competition. Yeah. Every stage he's ever played at, and then he just goes to the next school and puts up more production. <laughs> yeah. It just keeps ha- like he was pretty good at Arizona as a freshman. Like, uh, like, yeah, he didn't get a ton of reps, but damn, man, I mean, this is uh, this is about as good a fit as you can hope for. If yeah, you're him. Peter Parrish from LSU is also here. I think it should be Gunnell. He's He's really good. He's really good. He'll start, and I, dude. I think he fits and well in this start, offense. if he doesn't start, he'll win the job by midseason. Yeah, I think he fits really well in this offense. So he really saves a lot of this team for me. The defense is a Memphis defense. I think it's going to be exactly the same as it yeah. always is, where it's not awful, but you it's just... might have pass rushers and nothing yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. it's just kind of weird. Um, uh, I'll say about Canel, by the way. I have a ceiling on how much I like him. I'm, I think he's basically Ryan Mallett, yeah. which can be a really good college quarterback. Fine. Yeah. But he has zero mobility. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, just a tall white son of a bitch. I think the ball around. I think that if there's an offense that can make that kind of thing work, oh, yeah. and still have the running game be successful, it's this one. These Definitely. guys are really, really good at scheming open running lanes, despite not having a capable running quarterback. Yeah. They use motion really, really well. Um, and Silverfield was the offensive line coach, so he would know about that. So I, I, I hope that we can see that again. They need to find some some passing production but yeah. i think i think he can do it um mike mcintyre's the defensive coordinator here do hmm. you know that no i, did I don't not. know why he's doing that seems like he's kind of doing the world tour of of uh he's teams that out. teams that are sort of well known for offense and because he yeah. was at Ole miss before him and rich Rod. Hmm. <laughs> some fun stuff fun for punishment i guess yeah uh, um but uh i i think memphis is is pretty solidly number three in the conference that just that probably means like eight and four <laughs> Yeah, uh, let's do their schedule real quick. Okay. Um, they get Nichols at home, which okay. is a W. Yep. Then at Arkansas State's another W. Yep. That's two and zero. Mississippi State at home. Mississippi State's not going to be very good this yeah, year. Yeah, that's a win. I yeah. think that's a win. Yeah, I'm comfortable in that. Three and zero. Then UTSA is four and zero. Yes, they're going to beat them at home. Come on, mm. come on. Mm. UTSA is good, but they're not the talent wise yet. Okay. Four and zero. Okay. At Temple's five and zero. Yep. What do we call the Tulsa game? What do we call that too? Do you remember? Mm. Where's it at? It's at Tulsa. We'll give that to Tulsa. I don't know if did we, we already that. give it before. Yeah, that's right. I think we did. I think we did because that was the one that we were gonna. I said they were gonna jump up and get. Oh, it was yeah, either yeah. that okay. or UCF. It might have been UCF actually. Uh, let's give them a win on this one. Let's let's be generous to Memphis. I don't like UCF. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you were, if you remember what we said, just don't respond to us. Okay. Six and zero. <laughs> don't tell us that we're wrong. <laughs> uh, Navy at home is seven and zero. Yeah, they're ranked at this you're point. You're feeling pretty good if you're yeah. Memphis. Yeah. Then they go at UCF, and I think they win that I game. I do too. Yeah. They're eight and zero going to. We love this. A Halloween bye week. Let's go. They're over there. They're getting rendezvous ribs. Yeah, they're going they're fucking some other crazy. Stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. Some other things. Eight and zero team on the bye week. We love that. I think they're going to lose to SMU at home. Yeah. 
That's eight and one. That's gonna be that is a that is the ESPN game for that week, like the ESPN yeah. primetime game. I think probably yeah. That's gonna be a fun game. Maybe I'm excited a, for that. Seven one. for Saturday right now. I don't think that's a Friday night primetime. Mm, maybe well, anyway, I, I think a, I don't think it gets the ABC billing, but it yeah. get, I think it gets number two on ESPN. So, so eight and one. Then you go into a, a a really winnable stretch with East Carolina at Houston and Tulane. That's eleven and one. Eleven and one, and maybe if they lose God that Tulsa damn. game, that's ten and two. But yeah. like ten and two, God eleven damn. and one is a great season. That is a friendly schedule, but you'll take it. Yeah, if you're you'll take Ryan it <laughs> yeah, good for him. Um, Let's talk about someone we don't want to be friendly to. UCF. This bitch, Gus Malzahn. Fuck you, Gus. <laughs> um, I'm not as down on UCF as you are, just because mm. I'm not as down on Gus as you are. And yeah. I, I get it. I really do. I get yeah. your... I get lock your, him up. Yeah. yeah lock him up. <laughs> Throw out the key. Um, the My, my hang-up here is, I think that it would be hard for him to be worse than Josh Heupel. Hmm. And they were still pretty good under Josh Heupel. Like, they weren't... I, I'm going to reply with citations needed. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I thought they'll be worse. I just think, like, especially in year one, he is not going to have his system fit with the talent that's available on the roster. No. I just think he's not going to be very good at managing what he wants to do with what's available. And he's getting a lot of hype right now off transfers and coach hires and bullshit like that and, you yeah. know, billboards in Orlando. But when it actually comes down to play the games, he's still Gus, dude. He's, he's still going to fuck up the game time decisions. He's still going to yeah. fuck up, like, the game management. He's still going to, like, not really call the right plays and just ask the quarterback to do a little too much or stuff he's not comfortable with. When he's a running quarterback, wants him to throw too much. When he's a throwing quarterback, wants him to run too much. He's just Gus. Yeah. I I hate him. I'm sorry. You do. You really hate Gus. <laughs> um, I think he hired good coordinators, which I think will help him. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think that he's an idiot. Um, I, I, I think he understands that Dylan Gabriel is not Malik Willis or Bo Nix or someone yeah. like that. Um, he has had capable passing offenses before. I think this will be that. It's not going to be as good as it should be. This should be a really, really good team, and they're not going to be. Right. But I do think that they will still be on the border of top 25, surely on the fact that they are so talented relative to the rest of the teams in the conference. They're sure. still really talented. Although Dylan as Gabriel. we talked about, that did decline in the Hypel era. We, we, yeah, it did. Do, yeah. yeah, yeah, it totally did. They're not on the Frost level. They were not, they're not where they were under Hypel when he took mm-hmm. over. But that was an undefeated team when he took over, yeah, right? True, they, true. they still went undefeated in his first year, and then they didn't lose until they played LSU. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not on that level. I think Gus is at least a moderately better coach slash hirer of people than Hypel is. And I think his shit fits better at UCF than Hypel's does. Um, It's not a huge (laughs) improvement, but I think, I don't think they're going to go six and four, right. Or relative to six and four. I don't think that the team is going to quit on him in the way that they did for Hypel. That's probably fair. I tend to agree with that. Um, Um, I I will say we have talked with this team a good bit in our past with, uh, with our Gus Malls on higher pod. Yeah. Do you want to just rip the schedule? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um, they get Boise State for the season. A little, a little three-man coaching shuffle there where, yeah. you know, Brian Harson left Boise to replace Gus Malzahn and Auburn. Yeah. And Andy Alvo's job at Boise, and now Gus is down there in, in UCF. I think Boise State wins that I game. I do, too. Yeah. That's 1-0. They get, I'm sorry, 0-1-1. Yeah. They get Bethune-Cookman to go That's, 1-1. Yep. Here's a weird one. Okay. I don't know how I feel about this. I think this. I might know what this is. What, what it's is, at Louisville. I did not know about this. That's a win. You think... I don't like Louisville, and I, I don't like UCF. I, I think do that, not trust Scott Satterfield. 
I think Scott I Satterfield. I think Scott Satterfield might just leave to take over the UCF job during that game. So Tutu Atwell's gone, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, who's the other little kid that he had? The running back. I don't really, know, man. Uh, he, had, know. he had some also honest, very watch, short yeah, skill player. Didn't watch a ton of Louisville last fair year. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. He has, well, he has a decent run scheme. I just that defense was fucking awful. Yeah, for a lot. They're of not last fun to season. watch. Yeah. Okay, we'll give him two and one. Okay. I'll I'll, I'll let you have that one. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get an it's an early bye week. Okay. Then at Navy is a win. Yeah. That's three and one. Eastern Carolina makes them four and one. Then they catch Cincinnati on the road. That's four, four and two. two. Yeah. Memphis, we already called that a win for Memphis. That's four and three. At Temple is five and three. Tulane is six and three. At SMU is six and four. Yep. UConn and USF close to season eight and four. Yeah. Just a pretty mediocre season. Yeah. You beat the team you're supposed to beat. Uh, if you lose to Louisville, that's a pretty bad year. Yeah, if that's... you go seven and five, the loss to Louisville, that is a frustrating season. I also, as a correction here, it was Memphis that uh, that we said that to, that uh, Tulsa would jump up and beat. So I'm oh, gonna okay. go back and change that to ten and two. That's fair enough. Because um, I don't think I don't play. think they play UCF. So yeah, um, eight and four for UCF. Eight and four so. is okay. It's not great. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's not great. It should be better with the kind of talent you have for sure. If they had made a better hire, I think that this is very easily a ten yeah. and two team. We, we've been uh, kind of down a lot of these teams. Let's have some fun with these last two. Let's talk SMU. Yeah, well, let's, let's, let's talk SMU, this. baby. We're putting, oh, our, we're putting our hats hey, on. Hey, we're down here in Dallas. <laughs> yep, that's what they say. I'm with Jack Ruby. That's, that's, <laughs> what, <laughs> that's what they love to say. Those guys are always saying that. <laughs> you can't stop those guys from saying, you know, oh. they, hey, you're going to get the gabagool. Oh, I'm ranching some freaking cattle over here. <laughs> I like that I can only do one accent. That's, that's we just do it for every accent. city. Yeah. Oh, let me be clear. I'm here in Dallas, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, oh, are my arms tired. <laughs> well, let me be clear. Many of my predecessors uh, really enjoyed their time here in Dallas, Texas. <laughs> and, uh, keep the uh, roof of my car up. <laughs> drive through Dallas, Texas. The only magic bullet I'll be talking about is the one my wife uses. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Come on! <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> Come on! Got Patrick on that one pretty good, guys. <laughs> With Rodney Dangerfield voice. Oh, That's <laughs> not anybody else. That's who that is. Totally. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so SMU, huh? Yeah. Look, we love Sonny Dykes. Fuck. Um, we do, yeah. We love this team. Is Preston yep. Stone going to start as true freshman? It seems like it, right? Yeah, yeah, he will. He's good, dude. Yeah, everybody around him is also good. <laughs> they which have is... a ton of talent. Yeah. This yeah. is a this is a must-have proof of concept year for SMU. Oh, yeah. And totally. by the way, I'm glad we're, we made that previous joke talking about the strong religious university of Southern Methodist University. Right. Yeah. Uh, great moral upstanding history mm-hmm. there. Uh, we love them. Um, look, the ponies rock, dude. Yeah. There's nothing bad I can say with this team, really. Yeah, like, R- Rasheed Rice is back, who I love. Um, Danny Gray is back, who's also good, the two receivers. I don't know what the situation is with Reggie Roberson. I, I wish I did, but I don't. If he's back or not, you mean? Yeah, I don't know if he's I back or not. I believe he's playing. I, th- I think so, um, which is also awesome, right? I'll, I'll he's, look this up live on he, the air. If he's healthy, he rocks, right? He's he's really, really good. Um, they are recruiting like crazy. They got Oklahoma tight end Grant Calcaterra, who was good there. He's back. Oh, my God. Oh, man. He might get 2,000 yards this season. Dude. Oh, Ulysses, Ulysses Bentley is back as well, the running back. Tyler Levine is back. Five starting hey, linemen are Ulysses back. Ulysses Bentley had a real long journey to get back, huh? Jesus Christ. Come on. <laughs> come on, God. come on. <laughs> um, Shane, Shane Bouchelle is gone, but... 
I I think Chester, I think Preston Stewart's really fucking good. Yeah, I mean, he was fun to watch. Yeah. We'll have to at some point in the summer we'll get uh we'll get a friend of the show Ari Wasserman here to talk about Preston. I, yeah. I know he's met him a few times. Yeah, and seen him play. Tanner Mordecai, the Oklahoma transfer, is also here. Oh no kidding. Um, as is play. Lincoln yeah. Riley's brother, who is the offensive coordinator. I knew that. Um, defensive coordinator is Jim Levitt, who is really really fucking good. Mm. He's really good. I think I already made my Jim Levitt town jokes about you him probably, previously. You probably yeah, so did. I'll just move on from that. Um, I think the defense will be fine. I don't have any thoughts on the defense. This offense might be top 10 in the country. Period. Yeah. yeah they're they're going to score so many points, dude. Yeah. All right. They're going to give Cincinnati, honest to God, if it was Cincinnati wasn't, did they, if they had anyone besides Desmond Ritter at quarterback, yeah. this team would win the AAC. Put that fucking game on ABC. Yeah. I don't, I don't want anything else on ABC that night. This is the ABC game. Let's hit the schedule. Okay. They start off with Abilene Christian yep. and North Texas for two quick W's at home. Yep. At Louisiana Tech is 3-0. Yep. At TCU is 4-0. They were going to whip oh, TCU's yeah, ass. Absolutely. Yeah. Look, we now have... Hang on. I got. I just realized this in my head, but we have TCU, Texas Tech, and Texas mm-hmm. all losing to G5 <laughs> teams this season. Does Baylor play any? Did we go through Baylor at all? Let me look. Keep. Uh, what's the schedule look like? Yeah, then they that? get USF and Navy. Uh, okay. USF at home, Navy on the road. That's a quick six at home before their bye week. Yeah. Um, are you looking at this uh, Baylor Yeah, okay. Right I've, got, I've got it. What G5 um, teams does Baylor play? Texas State. Texas Southern, not Kansas. Kansas is not a G5 team. Um, that's the only two they have listed right now, unless I'm... Oh, yeah. BYU. Whoops. Oh, man. If BYU can manage to beat Baylor, yeah, uh, that's going to be really... I mean, every uh, A&M won't, damn. If four of the five P5 Texas teams lose the G5 teams, that would be so fun. BYU is going to win that game. I think they will. Yeah. Um, all right, so we're okay, sitting sorry, at what? Sorry, yeah, we're yes. sitting at 6-0? 6-0 in the bye week. Yep. Then they catch Tulane at home. Okay. 7-0. At Houston is 8-0. At Memphis is 9-0. Yep. UCF is ten and zero. Oh my god! They're ten and zero going at Cincinnati. Which oh Cincinnati win, does win that game. Yes, but it's going to be such a good game, dude. Oh, listen, Saturday, November twentieth. The you know what you can do the next whole week. Yeah, you're going to get drunk with your family and watch you know bad football when the Cowboys are playing for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Watch some good football. Watch some good football. Watch some good football. ESPN, ABC, put that on primetime. It's the best game I, I of that week. I bet they'll have it. I, I think they'll... they two 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 ten and zero. We're well, reporting A-A-C right now. Teams. Me and Patrick are the guest pickers at Nippert Stadium. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I'll make my way down there. So. I've got some connections with Luke Fickle. I can okay. make that happen. Okay. Yeah, I've got some mob connections. With Luke, <laughs> <laughs> Luke, don't listen to that. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, they finished the season home against Tulsa. Yeah, eleven and one. Awesome. Awesome are they in the season. same division as Cincy or no? No. So they are going to meet again in the American Championship game. Dude. If Memphis would lose them, so they would be, yeah, they yeah. play in Cincinnati. Dude. That's yeah. going to be so fun, dude. That's awesome. That rematch would be great, too. Yeah, totally. And it's not going to be at Nippert, which is an impossible place to yeah. play. <laughs> and we'll have to root for Cincinnati because we won undefeated G5 champion with all those wins. Yep. But, uh, man. That, that's going to rock cock, dude. That's yeah. going to be so fun. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. You know the number one team, guys. We yeah, all know what's going Cincinnati. on here. It's Cincinnati. We're not going to give a ton of preview here. Yeah, look, they're they really fucking good. They got everybody on defense. The only yeah. guy they lost their left tackle, really, is... Derek it's, Forrest, I think, is Derek Forrest is gone, and, the, uh, and Kobe, um, Kobe Bryant's gone. Yeah. Not Kobe Bryant. Uh, yeah. No, it is. His name is no, literally Kobe Bryant. He's, yeah. he's back. Is he? Yep. Yeah, he's back. Ahmad Gardner is back. Majai Sanders is back. For any of the uh, for any of the Ohio State fans, uh, Kobe Bryant is Christian Bryant's former Ohio State All Big Ten huh. safety's little brother. I didn't know that. He's really good. Yeah, yeah, they're both really, really tough good. players, man. Kobe's yeah. a great kid. Yeah, um, they they yeah they bring back pretty much everybody except for James Hudson and Derek Forrest. Um, yeah, which those are two big losses. Let's not be clear. That's yeah, not, I mean, we saw what happened against Georgia when James Hudson went out. 
but they have a whole year to fix that. Yeah, I'm curious to see what the defense looks like without Marcus Freeman coaching it, but I think that mm-hmm. it was Fickle's scheme. Yeah, Fickle's, um, I mean, he'll be helping. They do so. the, the three down linemen, two linebackers behind them, two hybrid guys behind that, and then four defensive yeah. backs. It works really fucking well. Yeah. Um, and, and like we said, we're not going to get too granular into Cincinnati because we talked about him so much, yeah. but... Uh, after Desmond Ritter's gone, they're still gonna be good because yes. they have Evan Prater in the wings. Yeah, and he rocked. He was yeah. like a four star. He was he's, a, it was a yeah. low, maybe high three star, low four star. He's good. One point was a four star yeah, for sure. Six five quarterback out of Ohio with multiple P five offers. He's like the last. Uh, he, he's like the only good Ohio quarterback to come out of the state in like six years. <laughs> Dustin Crum. Really? Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. But like, like I'm saying, like a high profile. Dustin Crum was not a four star. Um, Missouri's saying. quarterback Connor Bazelak. Okay. Ohio. Yeah. I don't I, think he. I know all day, bitch. I don't think he was a big name though. I don't <laughs> he think he had was. like a dozen P five offers. Okay. I I do too. Um, <laughs> that, that's I have thirteen, but whatever. That's his you don't, thing you is don't cool want too. war with me, boy. His thing you is don't cool want too. war. Um, all right, Cincinnati. What are we working with here? Okay. Oh, also, I'll say real quick for the um, people who don't pay super attention to scheme stuff. Usually, mm-hmm. that SMU Cincinnati game. I'm telling you, just oh, wa- just watch those second set of linebackers. If yeah. they're if they are making plays on the first drive, you know who's going to win. Okay, they've got the Fighting Chuck Martins, Miami of Ohio, at home to start the year. One zero. Oh. They got the Fighting John Morantz at home, Murray State. Two and zero. Oh. Oh. And they go at Indiana. This is a pivotal game. Three and zero. Oh. I think the three and zero. Oh. I agree. Oh. Yep. Which we. Like Indiana, on this I really pod. like Indiana. Indiana is the second best team in the Big Ten, but second or third, I agree. Yeah. Probably second. Yeah, um, I think Indiana could be eleven and one or, or ten and two. Sorry, very likely. Yeah, yeah. ten I mean, and two. I mean, do they catch Wisconsin? It doesn't matter. We'll talk. No, about it later. doesn't. They'll yeah. beat Wisconsin. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Catch them, maybe. Yeah, uh, bye week. Yep. Then at Notre Dame, Four they're going to kick Notre Dame's ass. They're going to beat the shit out of Notre Dame. They're going to beat Notre Dame. I saw. Speaking of of uh, Bill Connolly, I saw Notre Dame fans giving him shit on Twitter because he said they were going to go seven and five. It's like your fucking quarterback is Jack Cohn, dude. dude Get better, out of my face. Better than that, if you listen to uh, Bruce Feldman's podcast, The Audible, which yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sicko. I do do that. Yeah. Uh, they were. They had a, uh, a listener write in and, and explain why Jack Cohn is a better quarterback. Oh my! Who was it? Um, ah, shit. They. They. It was like one of the big time quarterbacks this season. They were like, "Well, if you look at their record against top four <laughs> defenses and Fucking just idiot. classic Notre Dame fan behavior." God. Sorry, Will. Um, they're, uh, that, that's four and zero. They're gonna kick their ass. Yeah, Marcus I will Freeman, say the Marcus Freeman rematch is fun. He's really good. Like I'll say that he's really good. He's going to make that defense really good. But they he have lost a lot. Kyle Hamilton is there. I like Kyle Hamilton, but yeah, yeah Notre Dame's taking a step back. Cincinnati is not four now. This game will be Michael Meyer. Uh, just trying to get as many catches as he can. Yeah, they're just going to feed him all day. Yeah, and certainly Cincinnati won't have some sort of counter right, to that. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. like Cincinnati has a bunch of really good yeah, defenders or anything like that. You can't really win a game with a tight end, in my opinion. No. Um, Kyle Pitts tried many times. Especially not against Luke Fickle, guys. Right, exactly. Guys? Uh, so <laughs> it's time to test have, Luke Fickle's linebackers. 4 0. And right now, they're in the top five rankings, those two wins. Absolutely. Yeah, as uh, they should be. Yes, they catch Temple at home. Yep. 5 0. It's weird to go through the rest of, I mean, they're, okay, UCF at Navy, at Tulane, Tulsa at USF, SMU at ECU. Yeah, 12-0. 12-0. Put them in. 12-0, and then they got SMU, the rematch, to go to the playoff. 12-0 with four ranked wins. Two yeah. over SMU, Cincinnati, maybe Notre Dame. Put them in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. shit. Put them in, absolutely. Uh, S- man, I-, I will say, like, everyone's going to like to watch SMU this year. Yeah. When I say everyone, I mean the freaks like us, us who love G5 yeah. football. But, uh... We have to root against them. We have to root Cincinnati to make the playoff. Yeah, we that must happen. Yeah, it is time. Yeah, guys, it's time. 
Okay. Yeah. That's our that's our uh, AAC preview. Yep. Uh, go Patrick to, has to go yeah, to a bar go, to watch uh, go, soccer. Yeah. I have Pete's on the way. <laughs> go Bearcats. Um, um, roll, roll, Luke Fickle. Um, Fick. Thank you guys for checking out the show. I'm not going to do the full spiel here. Ryan, where can people find you? At B1G underscore Ryan. Um, I'll have a better joke next week. Okay. I'm at Patrick <laughs> underscore Mayhorn. I doubt that. Um, <laughs> uh, my writing is at the Outside Zone newsletter. You guys know the deal. Um, Ryan, I'll talk to you next week. Love you. Bye.